Thank you for welcoming us onto your headphones. I'm Eddie. And I'm Nikki. And we'll be reviewing you, Season 3, and this is The Rollback. The Rollback. <laughs> You've listened to too many of our, show, our shows. Well, I kind of have to since I'm your wife. But it's very good, though. <laughs> I, I feel like that was a dig. Mm, no, mm. no dig. I promise. Uh, so we're going to be talking about you, Season 3. Um, full disclosure, though, I never saw the first two seasons. You did, right? Yes. Um, I've been following uh, Joe's journey for a while now. So, but was he? Has he changed since season one? Like, like has he progressed as a character? Or has he always been the same, like mass murdering, stalking son of a bitch? I think he leveled up his character. I'll uh, say it like that because so? it doesn't mean leveling up doesn't mean it's a good thing, right? So. <laughs> so Although he is the same, he also, um, what is it, becomes more obsessive on what love is doing and how things are working in his house and them seeing a therapist too, that was new. Oh, and also his dynamic with Henry, his son, right? Yeah. Uh, different. There's a serious, serious Oedipus complex going on there. Um... No, like father son, he tends to like he has mommy issues, like all this stuff. Oh yeah, that explains it. Um, That's true. This season, you go more into his backstory, which yeah. I liked. You know, I'm calling it right now. In about 25 years, we're gonna have you two or something, and it's gonna be Joe's son and like his mommy issues and him killing guys and stuff. I'm calling it right now. I think it's gonna happen. Um, so real quick, just a quick synopsis. In the third season, Joe and Love are married and raising the newborn son, Henry, in a California suburb called Madre Linda. As the relationship dynamic takes a new turn, Joe continues to repeat the cycle of obsession, uh, obsession with the burglar's intent in Natalie, the next-door neighbor. This time, Love will flip the script to ensure that her dream of having the perfect family will not be torn away so easily by Joe's compulsive actions. So, Joe found the perfect woman, almost, kind of, sort of in love uh love quinn goldberg she's a serial killer and joe's wife um and she's a psychopath is that fair to say uh i guess i would have to look up the definition but i assume so right or mass murder yeah, yeah. i don't know if that yeah serial killer for sure um and she killed so just so I'm clear, what was exactly was her dynamic with Joe in season two like like were they like close at that point were they dating were they in love like what's going on well, he was in love with love. So he had his obsession that love points out in U3 mm-hmm. that his um, love for other girls is actually obsession. Mm-hmm. So his obsession in season two was love. Mm-hmm. But at the end, um, and if you don't want spoilers for that season, please turn it off now. Um, but at the end of season two, mm-hmm. she ends up killing somebody. So you're like... Oh, and being the audience, it's kind of like, she is perfect for him because they're both, like, creepy killers, right? Has she murdered before, though? Or was that her first victim? Uh, remember in season three, they allured about the husband that she had? Oh, before? that's right, James, mm-hmm. right? I think that was his name. And she had killed him, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Her So, it's never confirmed, but her mom is like, I suspect she killed James, which, come on, she did. It was confirmed. Was it confirmed? She confirmed it. Oh, that's right at the very end. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, but we're jumping ahead. So, yeah. 
Um, let's talk about a bit of the beginning. So they move into this home, beautiful home. You know, my, my respect, I guess, even though, you know, they're second generation rich. I'm just saying. Well, any who or like what's he looking at and what the neighbor is and what the dynamic is with him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, he quickly grows an obsession with her, but it seems like almost like an entire season scrunched into like one episode where he's like obsessed, they're flirting, they almost mess around. And then Love finds out and murders her all in the first episode. Okay. I kind of get why they went that way though. Mm-hmm. Because they kind of, it was too repetitive on how like season one, season two, it was going. So it was like, oh, they're going to do it again. Where this one he looked at. At that certain time, he's going to obsess over all season, right? Yeah. So they were like, okay, let's have her first episode and then kill her. It was like, what? Uh, so changing up the dynamic. That was a smart thing. That was a smart thing. Fair. Well, but then again, he doesn't kill her. Quinn does. Yes. Yeah, she, she kills anything that Joe will look at. Well, I guess that's where the growth happens for Joe. Mm-hmm. Because he's trying to progress in being the family man. Right? Mm-hmm. Or having a family dynamic to where he doesn't kill. For Henry, I assume. Yeah. And I think that's where his frustration with love comes in, too. Because he's like, uh, again? I have to clean up another one of your messes? Like, really? I was doing so well? And it's like an addict, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be better than this. Um... But no, so okay, so that that's kind of what happens. Uh, Natalie gets killed, and they have to they have to hide the body. Mm-hmm. They need to get everyone off their off their case. Yes. Uh, and they find so their kid gets sick, and uh, they end up finding out that the reason he got sick was due to some anti vaxxers Okay, we're fast forwarding, right? Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. Uh, so do some anti vaxxers Their kid gets sick, and. Uh, the father of the sick of the kid that got uh, Henry sick, Gil confesses, "Hey, I'm sorry about you know our son and whatever, whatever." Mm-hmm. Tries to apologize, half-assed apology. Quinn beats him over the head with a with a rolling pin, mm-hmm. and uh, they're at it again. But you know, I think, <laughs> and this is gonna sound weird, but it kind of parallels in what we're going through right now with the coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. So. Me and you were vaccinated, right? Yeah. So we get frustrated with those that are anti-vaxxers because it seems that's why the coronavirus is taking a long time, right? Yeah. So we do want to, like, I don't know how Quinn did it, but with a baseball bat? Uh, she did it with a rolling, rolling pin. Rolling pin. And that's even pin. better. Okay. <laughs> so she knocked the anti-vaxxer in the head with a rolling pin. And then it's like, you know what? We all kind of wish we could do that. Even though, don't murder. But I'm just saying. Like, it was kind of... It's very relatable. It was kind of like, huh. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, it, it, it's <clears throat> it's funny because even at one point right after he wakes up and he's in that glass uh, encasement, mm-hmm. Joe is talking to him. And the guy is so agreeable that Joe even says, holy shit, I think Quinn found the one guy in this entire city we could do this to and he'll apologize. Like, oh, I'm sorry you hit me with a rolling pin kind of situation. I, I thought that was just fucking hilarious. Yeah, but he wasn't um, playing the game right. He, man, all he had to do was say, you know what? I get it. I'm I understand. sorry. They were just looking for an apology, but no. You know what? My wife has angry outbursts too. I am so sorry that my kid got your kid sick. Yeah, that is all my fault. And I deserved it. I could have killed him, and in my eyes, I'm a murderer. Like, you know, he should Apologize. Or play to the killers, right? <laughs> or to the potential, like, kidnappers, because... 
You're locked in a basement. You're locked in a basement. (laughs) Nobody can hear your screams type thing. You want to see your kids again? Shut up and say you're sorry. You don't have... It doesn't have to make sense while you're apologizing. Just shut up and apologize. But he he doesn't. And then uh, they're trying to figure out, okay, how can we let him go? But we need dirt on him. We need something where we can be like, look, if you talk and say that we did this, you know, Mm -hmm. such and such is going to happen. They end up uncovering some dirt that his wife actually made a payment to university after their son assaulted sexually assaulted another woman mm-hmm. uh and gill ends up committing suicide which damn that was heavy but yeah that was heavy but they have the best the perfect out and they frame gill for murdering natalie mm-hmm. but i think you have to explain the perfect out so basically he killed himself right yeah so all they had to do was perfectly place his body in his own home right and then they put his fingerprints on the axe. Yeah. Right? And they had to hide it just perfectly where no one would suspect. Yeah. While they were doing... What is that called? The search? Yeah. In the woods? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love um, got to place it somewhere. And then it was mysteriously found. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing is, I thought it was going to end there because it kind of ended like, oh, we got away with it. Yeah. But then Matthew... Natalie's husband, uh, who is a CEO of a tech company, right? Or something like that? Yeah, he might be a bastard. They never really allude, exactly. Yeah, but he comes back in, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's all obsessed, like, who killed my wife? And he didn't believe that that was it. It was that simple. Like, it was that simple. So he obsesses over it. And the series continues, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we get a few episodes of Joe and Love kind of working on their relationship. They go to couples therapy, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Oh, I love that too. And you know what? I, they did it for like not even half the season, but I wish they had did, done it the whole season. Because it's it's funny, but also like you you <laughs> there's a lot of moments where like Joe thinks, and I agree with Joe to some degree. Ah, you're not telling the whole fucking story because if we did, we'd have to go to jail because. I had an outburst and I broke a vase, but he emotionally cheated. And it's like, he emotionally cheated, but you murdered someone. There's a big fucking difference there. I'm just saying. Well, emotionally cheating is cheating, so I agree with that. She murdered someone, though. But he did cheat. But he murdered, but she murdered someone. It's true and true. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is this. Broken vase versus murder. Which is worse? Murder or vase? Well, the Vaz was just a... No, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, they couldn't be honest with the goddamn therapist. I thought that was that was hilarious, But they too. were honest to a point, too. That's true. And they said how they wanted to kill somebody or whatever. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because they were actually being really honest <laughs> with the therapist. But the therapist was just like, ah, these, these <laughs> kids. Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I love... So one of the aspects of the story I love is Joe's inner monologue. Um... It's a story, it's almost like he's presenting it in third person, or first person. It's just great, because like, it gives you an inner workings into his character, and some people call that lazy. I thought it was fucking hilarious, the way he used it. And it's, he says, he thinks a lot of the shit that a lot of people don't want to say out loud. Yeah, and I liked it too, because also his facial expressions were quite, quite good. Sorry, <laughs> his facial expressions were quite good. <laughs> and like it improved a lot better and i'm gonna just say it than gossip girl where he was at he his acting improved a lot he was in gossip girls he was in gossip girl gossip girl 
It, didn't the show just come out? Uh, didn't you come out before Gossip Girl? That's a new show. That uh, He's talking about the one on HBO Max, the revamp? Yeah. One? No, that's a new one. Like, it's uh, made after a different show. Oh, wait, so is that a remake of a show? Yeah. So there was another show called Gossip Girl. Yes, it's very popular. I'm not a teenage girl. It's still very popular. I'm not a teenage girl. And I watched Gossip Girl like two years ago. Like the whole thing. It was interesting. <laughs> oh, but so. Uh, but you... his acting dramatically improved. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, let me ask you this because we have the rare opportunity. We're a married couple. Yes. Right? Um, <laughs> I concur. Do, do you, if we went to a therapist, do you think you'd, we'd be as honest as these two murders? Well, yeah, because we haven't <laughs> murdered anybody. Yet. Yes, the operative word. Oh, goodness. Uh, no. You, well, I, am I planting evidence? Mm-hmm. No. Never mind. Don't worry about it. So, uh. Oh, I'll try to make that funny. I am. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. Uh, oh, God, he's getting mushy. Okay, wait. So, <laughs> well, I think that was part of what was so entertaining because it was kind of relatable. I assume in the first two seasons, he was relatively a single guy or like a guy pursuing a girl. So it was like, oh, okay, you kind of right behind it. Now, he his mindset is not so much of we, uh, it's not so much of me, but of we now. He has to take uh, love and I'd say more importantly, Henry into consideration. Well, it was explained uh, throughout the series that the reason he stuck around wasn't for love. It was for Henry. Yeah. Because he was afraid to leave the family dynamic. Like, he wanted to leave the best impression for Henry. Yeah. Because he... So, you mentioned... So, in the previous seasons, they don't really dive into his backstory much, do they? It's, like, briefly, maybe a flashback or two, but nothing like it did this season. Gotcha. So, uh, do you want to explain that part, like Joe's backstory? Um, Joe's backstory, it kind of just reflects how he was at the group home. Right? It was a group home, I assume. Yeah, for, for boys, I think. Mm-hmm. And how he was bullied, and then who the nurse took a liking to him, and then tried to, I guess, get into his corner. But me and you were both getting vibes mm-hmm. about how the nurse was getting, I don't know. It felt a little too close for comfort. She was a little overly involved, but I think if she was his mother, it'd be fine. It was weird. It was like she was she was in that middle bounds. But the mother was put him there because yeah. he had killed the dad for abusing her. Yeah. Yeah, and then the same thing, he got angry with the nurse because he was letting the nurse's boyfriend abuse her. So, is that his thing? He need if he has the need to save women from abusive places or i don't think he knows how to have a healthy relationship because he's never had one presented to him but like i can't speak for seasons one or two so you might have to correct me but like in season like in this one he tried to save natalie because her that marriage was boring or her husband was overly stalking he tried to save his love interest marlene 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 yeah from like her abusive ex I assume love was in an abusive relationship where he had to save her too. Like, he has this pattern of needing to save women. Yeah, okay, I get that. That's true. It does run through the seasons. Mm-hmm. But when he... He throws the word save a lot, mm-hmm. right? But it's kind of like, to a point, he's not necessary to save in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, he just feels like he has to involve himself. 
mm-hmm. because he loves her. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And even though it's inappropriate, he still inserts himself into their lives. Do you think, and this, I hope this doesn't sound too mean, does Joe know how to love, though? Because it seemingly, it, it, it seems to, like, turn on and off, like, almost like a, like a high school crush. Like, oh, I love her after, like, an hour. And, like, full-on obsession. Like, to me, seemingly the only thing he's ever truly loved was Henry. Because, spoiler alert, at the very end, he leaves Henry behind to have a good life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it seems like the only thing he's ever truly loved was his son. And even then, him and his son weren't connecting in the very beginning. That was also another contentious point. Him and Henry could not get along. Mm-hmm. Right, he felt like Henry didn't like him. Okay, can we give our opinions? Yeah. I don't think Joe knows what love is. Aww. I think he knows what love looks like, you know? But he doesn't know what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Because he's never been through something healthy. So what you're saying is that uh, uh, he needs someone to teach him how to love. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. No. Tale and no, the No, I hate time. that movie. <laughs> that, that is Stockholm Syndrome. I'm sorry. Or is it love? It's Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so, um, wait. Okay, let's jump back into the show. So, uh, there's a character I really want to trash talk right now really bad. Okay. And I hope you'll join me. Sherry Conrad. That fake-ass Instagram woman. I hated her guts. Yeah, I hated her too, but at the same time, it made the show more interesting. To have the... the because the, you were like, oh, I hate her guts. And it's kind of sad because it's... I hate that you did this to me or did this to us where it's like you're rooting for the killers, kind of. I... I in, a, in a way. <laughs> so it was like, oh, Sherry, mm, you know? Not gonna lie. I, I found myself rooting for her death. Not gonna lie. Oh, Cause she so was horrible. Cause, okay, wait, hold on. She's a movie. She's a TV character, but also she was so fucking fake, and it, it like pissed me off when Theo called her out in the search. Like, oh, you're just gonna post some more shit on your Instagram. You got some shit. You gotta. You need to share. Like, brought her to the verge of tears. Yeah, no, she fucking deserved that. I I don't know. I just I, I was. Hey, uh, but she did get kidnapped. Yeah, but like all she did was lose an ear. I thought I thought that was hilarious though. That she lost like, an ear? Yeah, because okay, not that she lost an ear, but that was pretty hilarious. It's just that her and her husband kind of went through all this drama living in a box for like what, 2 days? It wasn't even that long. No, it was like 2 or 3 days. Okay. Oh, love. That's two, three days. I said two days. No, no, but no, but like, like it seemed longer though, didn't it? Because like they seemed exhausted all the time. They were exercising. I thought it was longer than just two, three days. I assume it was two, three days. So, anyways, it was interesting because then love. You think she cherry? Okay, cherry is gonna try to appeal to love. We saw that, right? Yeah. But Love was, like, playing the game, too. She just needed her to talk. Like, sometimes... And girls, you know what I'm talking about. When we are, like, talking with our best friends, sometimes you're the one that just needs to talk or the other one that just needs to listen. Mm -hmm. Right? So Love, in this case, just wanted to talk and didn't 
need anybody to listen, just needed a body to be there to listen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because she wasn't gonna give her anything. Mm-hmm. I just found that interesting. I love the I love the part though where Love gave the gave them the gun and said, "One of you walks out. You guys decide." Yeah, but the thing is, they both were like, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither. And I'm like, guys, you're not even starving or anything. Like, save it for when they open the door or whatever. Now you have a weapon to fight back. Yeah. Or, well, I mean, to be fair, they did try shooting it to get out, but then, like, it ricocheted and got Sherry's ear. Oh, you thought that would work, right? I No, so he shot the lock. I thought if you shoot the glass in, like, one of the weak spots in the corner and you just keep firing, I think it should break the glass. But, I mean, they didn't have the guts to test my theory. Well, they're in a pretty solid box, so I'm assuming it would have... Look, put her like, under the flower, bounce. fire like a man. Okay. Hey, but that was her... That's what saved her. What? Like, she was thinking on how um, Joe and Love weren't oh, trusting. That's right. You had the key. Like, these two fuckers don't trust each other. That means there has to be a, a key here somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's true. But yeah, me being in that box already, I wouldn't be, like, keeping things clean. I would look through the stuff to see if I could find, like, maybe a weapon or mm-hmm. maybe a pin to try to get out. Like, they were just complacent and just being there, right? Yeah. I mean, she had a smart idea. If I can talk to Quinn, and uh, maybe I can get out. Mm-hmm. But, mm. um, wait, we're, we're jumping over a little bit. Um, sorry, let's backtrack. Joe starts a new obsession with Marlena. Marlena? Whatever. The... So with Marianne, he, he builds a relationship with her. He begins to, to get obsessed with her. Trying to be kind of her Superman, you know, to solve her problems. She has a bastard of an ex-husband who's the father of her daughter who wants to take her away from him. Her away mm-hmm. from her. Um, I assume a recovering addict also. Yeah, she mentions at one point that they both were addicts, but he got clean first. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just trying to build a better life uh, for her and her daughter. She's the like she's the local librarian and kind of his boss. Mm-hmm. Why do you think she grows such a strong attraction to Joe or wants to be with him so much? Well, she was his boss first of all, and then I think she. Remember, she thought he was a rich white guy, mm-hmm. like getting by like that, like her ex-husband was. Yeah. Right? So as soon as he was like, oh, he's damaged. I can fix him. I was like, oh, this trope again. <laughs> so, Girl. so she finally, she was like, oh, forget your wife. Well, not like that, but it was basically like, oh, I'm just going to flirt with you. And that's not okay. I was ticked and I thought I was going to like her character more because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're going back to the library. Like, you know how he was in a bookstore or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, no, I liked her at first because she was hard on him. She was kind of like, oh, why are you taking this book? Why are you doing this? You know, like how a boss should. And then once she found out that he wasn't rich himself or had a hard back backstory to him mm-hmm. she started softening on him a bit and i was like no girl you had it like you were tough but no i guess maybe she opens up because he had a, a he had a life difficult like hers like they could relate they had they came from uh not the bat same background but damaged backgrounds in general mm-hmm. and she in her defense she joe did lie to her and said i'm gonna ask my i'm gonna leave my wife so we can be together he no, didn't lie to her. No, no he said, we're going to separate. 
And then as soon as he said it, she jumped right on that. So I think that was a problem. Because it's like, it's one of those lines, mm-hmm. right? That you would say to a woman <laughs> to be like, okay, I'll, oh, we just separated. And then she's like, okay. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? In her, in his, in her defense, though, he, he meant it, though. But I would he have fact-checked. <laughs> I didn't fact-check that. Oh, you're separated? You sure? Yeah, okay, let's do this. Or at least give it more time. She was just like, okay. But, I mean, it was obvious. She was the reason why they were going to separate. But they weren't separated. Remember? Love stuff. Yeah. Well, I think Joe thought like he was going to be like, okay, we're, we're done with this. And then, nope. Nope. Turns out. <laughs> love ain't fucking around. Um, love sees any kind of threat to her family and just puts it down. Sorry with Natalie. She was going to kill Gil. Am I forgetting anyone? Theo became a threat at one point. She was willing to kill Sherry and her husband. Um... Like, just a trail of bodies in her wake. And Joe legit is just trying to have a life with her. Okay. He's not the best. He's not a good guy. He's he's not, but okay. who incites more of the problems? Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. So, you have not seen season one and two of you. So, okay. You're looking at season three. I got to remember that. So. So. Oh, fuck. I just opened up Pandora's so, box. So, in season three... It is true. He was starting as he was trying to start anew, and she would not let him because she was killing bodies left and right. Right. Mm-hmm. But then he began his obsession with the librarian. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he killed somebody. Who did he kill? Oh, her ex. Yeah. Yeah, that's technically true. And to do the good for her. I'm doing air quotations. <laughs> good for her thing. And so, yeah, he's not healthy himself. It's just he came across better <laughs> because love killed first. But at the same time, it was like. Why does she could, feel the need to kill? I was like, could you blame her? <laughs> hey. I, I'm sorry. No, we get oh, the guy. It's like, oh, it's fine, whatever. Oh, he had a good reason. Well, I believe love had in her own right a good reason, but she was wrong. I'll say that. But in the light of things, it was like, well, she was doing it for her family. What do you remember? Though she was also, uh, she was, she was also lusting after Theo, the the neighbor, the neighbor kid. Mm-hmm. Um. And we both even discussed it at one point. If they were just had an open relationship, one of those polyamorous things, they would have been fine. And the fucking funny part is, not an episode later, Sherry is like, hey, we're swingers. Do you want to swing with us? Mm-hmm. But, but like, being polyamorous and a swinger is different. So yeah, I think having we, we were joking how having an open relationship might be the best way for them to curtail murdering people. Because mm-hmm. she wanted Theo and he wanted the librarian, but... They start to go down that route, and then it doesn't work out at all. Yeah. But it's because they didn't communicate. Remember? <laughs> the therapist told them... Communication is key? Well, not even communication is key, but in a nutshell, she did say it. But she did say there are points oh, on how you talk to each other, right? Mm-hmm. So, But they never used that little sheet that she gave them on how to talk to each other. Did she give them a sheet? I don't remember that. Yeah. Huh. 
It was like in the third episode, she gave him a sheet and it told him the proper way of how to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. They're also, I think, and I'll, I'll say this much, in Love's defense, and that's a very, very low bar there, but in her defense, she didn't have the best role models either. Like, her mom is very uh, self-centered. Her brother's gone. She's grieving. You're, you're right. Remember, Joe even mentions she hasn't had time to grieve for her brother. And he was a bit of a mess that she was trying to fix. And that's the thing. Like, he was trying to fix that for her. Mm-hmm. And that was the wrong approach to go with it. Um, and then the father was absentee, right? He was an absentee father. Love's dad? Yeah. Or he did something to the mom and they left or something like that, right? No, I think... And don't quote me on this, folks. But I think the mom just took Quinn and her brother and ran. And was like, no, you're never going to see them. Just give me the money. And addicts they became. But Love didn't like the dad for a reason. He, I, I honestly don't recall. I can't say for sure. Like, I, I don't remember well enough. Well, anyways, yeah. Like, you could understand why, and that's sad to say, how she ended up the way she did. Mm-hmm. Because it did look like it was very tough relationship with her mom. And then she even told her mom, this is the reason we ended up this way. Mm-hmm. It's because of you. So she blamed the way she was because of her mom. Mm-hmm. Which, I, I don't know, I guess there is an argument to be made, like, the way your parents raise you does affect how you are as a person to some degree. Um, I'm I think not, 100%. Well, no, I think... Or 90. I don't know, there's there has to be a balance of, like, you're in charge of your life, but also your parents can't fuck you up, as we can tell by Joe and Love. Uh, but so I think she was justified in telling her mom that. No, I always think it's a... Well, Eddie knows that I always think it's the parents' fault. If I'm like, oh, the kid's a little cray-cray, it's because uh, the parents, you know? It's probably the parents. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's environmental factors as well, but, you know, mm. parents can mess up your kids. So be better. <laughs> Try not to fuck up your kids, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Like how he helped Henry at the end, right? He gave it mm-hmm. to that nice gay couple. Yeah. Um, I thought. Or what was his name? Jesse? The one from the bookstore? Yeah. Nigel. Dante. (laughs) Sorry, we're going through a cast list right now. Dante. Yes, Dante. I like Dante. He was a little... He was funny. He was funny to a point. Like, he was there. Quippy. (laughs) Uh, But wait, so before he gives gives away Henry, there's a big thing where... uh, Love kind of marks her territory, uh, knocks Joe, not doesn't knock him out, but paralyzes him, mm-hmm. and makes him watch. She was actually about to kill Marianne, but she ends up sparing her because she has her daughter with her, and basically just says straight out, "Hey, that's my husband. You need to fuck off." Well, that's kind of nice to know that kids are the line. Yeah, a bunch. Much, we we learned that with Michael Myers, kids are kids are the limit. You don't kill kids. Well. Michael Myers did. Oh wait, no, he did kill a kid in the in the 2018. Wait, take but, it back. But we're going too far ahead, or that's a different podcast. So let's go back to you. 
And we're talking about Marion and love, right? So yeah. they have an encounter. And that was frustrating, too, because freaking Joe is right there on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, when I go to somebody's house, especially somewhere new, I'm always looking around, like, just in case or, like, just to scope out the place. Especially, you know, this is love, right? It's, it's, you don't know how she's going to react. You have never... You met once at that gala. Yeah. Well, you're walking, actively walking into hostile territory. Yeah. Like, even if, like, Joe and her are separating, if you're the other woman, you're walking into a hostile environment. Yeah, I wanted to see more nervous reactions and her looking around and then finally spotting eyes on Joe and then... Shit! Or... What's the shit? Oh, like, she stabs him. She stabs her, I'm sorry. Love kills her. Well, I didn't want love to kill her, but I wanted the more playing it off, like, oh, I didn't see him or whatever, and then they go at it. Yeah. Oh, okay, that would have been interesting. But do you... I don't know, who was better to kill love? Marlene or Joe? Marianne or Joe? Sorry, Marianne or Joe? Um, okay. Nobody should kill anybody, but Joe's should have like if you wanted something for the cinematic view it had to be joe mm-hmm. had to be but what if it was marlene and marianne marlene marianne marianne, marianne. okay i'm getting confused now too i'm sorry folks i'm trying okay so what if it was marianne though that ki- that killed her like and joe corrupted her to a point where now she's on his level and they move forward as a relationship what if that had been the storyline going into season four i would have hated that why? I would have hated that so much. Because it's kind of, it's doing the same thing about love. Mm-hmm. Like how she came to be, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, ah, this is another one just like Joe. You know, it's never ending. Mm-hmm. But he is looking for her, right? Yeah. That's in how they end. France? In France. Or was he looking for her? Or was it simply like she was going to appear and it was going to be like perfect? No, I think he was looking for her. But at the same time, he was trying to escape. Because he was wanted. Yeah. He he ends up killing uh, Love and framing her for the murders of a bunch of people plus uh, his murder by chopping off his toes. Yeah, it's because he had the antidote. Because he had saw her plant that plant. Yeah. The poisonous one, right? <laughs> so he kind of suspected. And there goes that not non-trust thing yeah. again. <laughs> but it saved his life. But... Yeah, this because like the keys, mm-hmm. right? And then this time he had an antidote. Like he just had it with him. Yeah. <laughs> and it saved his life. Yeah, that, that's the big... Uh, that's the, Yeah, I guess that's the lesson here, folks. Never trust a significant other if you know they've committed multiple murders. Even if it's in your name. They have already... They confirmed to season four before season three even got released. So that's awesome. Um, do you, but now he's in France. Do you think they're going to go a, a brand new route or do you think it's going to be more of the same or like, where, where can they go from here? Well, this time he's actually looking for her, right? Marianne? I don't, I'm not going to be honest with you, love. I don't remember. Like I, I thought he ran to France and he was like, Oh, is that her? And then it's like, no, guess not. And he's just like, Oh, well, like time to enjoy my time here in the city of, you know, love or whatever. He had a monologue at the end, saying that he was looking for her. No, but looking for you. Like, I, I thought it was kind of open-ended. Like, I'm looking for you as in, like, my love or, like, my one true love. Oh, I assume it was Marion. Oh. I think he did say Marion. Yeah. Did he? I don't remember. 
we're going to find out in season four. Well, anyways, it's going to go through that approach. So we're going to see how... I guess it's different because this time he's not going to have his love. His love on screen, mm-hmm. right? He's going to be looking for her in season four, I assume. Mm-hmm. What if season four goes full on like secret agent? Because he's a pretty good murderer. Like I'm just saying, if he got caught and the government were to hire him to as like a professional hitman, he'd be pretty proficient. He's a horrible murderer. He just got lucky. How many times has he been caught though? He gets lucky. How many times does he get lucky though? Like a lot, right? That's what you want in your hitman, Nikki. That's what you want. I'm just going to season two. Love got it covered for him Mm -hmm. that time. Fair. And so going back to season three, he had to burn the whole freaking house down and then fake his death. So he can't do that again. (laughs) So he's kind of running out of cards. I mean, they're probably going to milk this for at least one, maybe two more seasons. At least until he until the actor who plays Joe doesn't want any more money or wants too much money. You know what though? Mm-hmm. I loved love the I, the actress. The actress. I thought she was great in the because role? she also yeah in the mm-hmm. role. I was hoping that maybe they were gonna do a spinoff of her mm-hmm. in like a different season because they started doing the inner monologue of love i know they did it one season maybe two or not one season one episode oh. and then maybe another and i thought that was interesting mm-hmm. like we were getting the guy's perspective from joe and then we were getting the girl's perspective from love mm-hmm. so it was like you could make this into like a whole series and then you're getting into the girl I think of it like that guy. I think of it like this. Like, you're going into the inner workings of the guy mind and the girl mind. Like, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I like that. I also like the fact that they approach the multiple problems that relationships do have. Like, them, uh, like, does he truly love her or whatever? Are they still attracted to each other? There's points where, like, uh, there's, trust. Je- there's trust, jealousy is involved, grieving, he doesn't know how to help her, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I love how they dove into realistic aspects of it all. Yeah. Um, but overall, what would you give the this this season? Is it, was this the best season of the three? I would say it was the best season of the three. Fair. Uh, I can't say that because I didn't watch the first two seasons, so I'm just going to give this season an A-. I mean, it was entertaining as hell, and we watched it in two days. I'll give it a B plus because there's always room for improvement. There's not an A plus. You can give it an A minus, and there's an A and an A plus. But I think it could be better. Or an A plus plus. I'm sticking with B plus. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the rollback. Also, on the same day with this episode drops, we should be dropping other episodes like uh, Halloween Kills, the second review. Hopefully, Ted Lasso season two, and we'll see what else. Um, if you're listening to us via podcast, please like subscribe. If you're on our YouTube channel, please like subscribe. We're constantly uploading uh, content, too much content. I'm getting overwhelmed here, folks. Help me out. With that said, I've been Eddie. And I'm Nikki. And this is the rollback. With a reminder, I don't I'm not sure I don't have any fun facts. <laughs> Bye everybody.